It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 150. 811. Now give us a call. Yes, that's right. It's not too late to give the quiz master a call. 0800 150 811 on the Kennard's High phone line. Well, coming through is my good friend from there up in the upper hut, the upper hut Rams. Richie, morning to you, brother. Morning, Izzy. All right, Richie. Are you feeling confident today, mate? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I love your honesty. Yeah, maybe opening the bat is a difficult task, is a difficult task at the moment. Many would know that right now, but here we go. Good. You start the show. You start the quiz. Question number one. Ruby Tui has announced she may not participate in Super Rugby this year. What team does she usually play for in Super Rugby? I'll Manawa. Chiefs Manawa, Ooh, yes. They was if you missed that news. They are very confident. Yeah, if you missed that news. The <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying anything like that, Richie. Come on, mate. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so Ruby Tui, she's going to be commentating for Super Rugby Isle Picky. She hasn't made a decision what she's going to do. I guess when you're a superstar like that, you can do what you want. Let's go. Question number two. As we've discussed, Tsitsipas shot his shot with Margot Robbie this week at the Aussie Open. Famously, it was a very popular women's tennis player that asked was asked on a date during the Super Bowl a few years back. Who was that women's tennis player? Famous women's tennis player. Um, she has played at the ASB Classic. She has played Eda Raducanu. Emma Raducanu is incorrect. Sorry, Richie. You're out. See you later. Back to the dressing room, brother. Quish, uh, number two, Jade from Hamilton. Here you go, Jade. Hey, brother. How are you? Very good. Very, very good this morning. Famously, it was a very popular women's tennis player that was asked on a date during the Super Bowl a few weeks back, uh, a few years back. Who was that woman's tennis player? Uh, 
Theodora Patellas? No, <laughs> it wasn't Patellas. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Have a good day. This is a good one. I'm a huge fan of this person. Everybody is. <laughs> Everybody is. <laughs> Luke from Tinley. morning, Luke. Good morning, boys. How are we? Hey, Lukey. Very good, Lukey. Better now I've heard your deep, subtle voice, mate. <laughs> Question number two. Famously, it was a very popular women's tennis player that was asked on a date during a Super Bowl. Who was that woman's tennis player? I'm only going to say Anna Kornikova. <laughs> oh, Anna Kornikova. Alika Iglesias would not be a fan of that. Come would on, it, brother. Would have, been, would have been back in my day, We all mate. wish. In Izzy's day, we not all my wish. day. We all wish. I actually Googled her the other day because I wonder what Anna's up to. Yeah, she's still a couple of kids deep and, yeah, having a good old life. <laughs> anyway, not her. Brad from Dunedin. We're going back-to-back Dunners. Here you go. Morning, fellas. How are we? Great. Good. Great. What do you got for me, mate? You want to throw me on the bus this morning or what? Nah, actually nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> Come on, mate. Oh, good. Give us a week of oh, it. The boat has sailed. The boat sailed, mate. And so has my cricket career. But anyway, here we go. Famously, <laughs> it was a very popular woman's tennis player that was asked on a date during the Super Bowl a few years back. Who was that woman's tennis player? Um, I actually follow her on Instagram, Jenny Bouchard. Of <laughs> course you do. Of <laughs> course you do. Of course you do, Brad. Of <laughs> course we do, on. Brad. Oh, no, mate. I heard she was running a muck at the ASB Tennis Classic too. But anyway, move on. Question number three. Name either the men's or the women's 2022 World Surf League champion. Surf League? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm no surfer, so... Uh... Absolutely no idea. Kelly Slater. <laughs> Kelly Slater's incorrect. <laughs> Brad, mate, there's a beautiful surf breakdown in, in Dunedin, St. Clair Beach. 100%. Down there, have a little waggle. Yep. Sorry, right it's not Kelly Slater. We're going to go to you, Simon. Morning, Simon. There you go. Yeah, very good. Very good, Si. Name either the men's or women's 2022 World Surf League champion. Was it Stephanie Gilmore? Stephanie Gilmore was the women's champion, and then Philippe Toledo, the Brazilian, was the men's champion. So there you go. Question number four. Stephen Adams is out for a matter of weeks with a knee injury. What number does he wear on his singlet? Um, is he number four? Ooh, he is number good. four, mate. And you see Shannon Sharp was shaking at his boots when the big tall timber yeah. wandered over and yeah. said, what's up, cuz? Lash go. Yeah. <laughs> you want this? <laughs> All right, so last Sit question. To win, a, to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. Al Sheikh Sharrock won the Wellington Cup in 2021. Which, With which horse who shared a name with a former teammate of mine? Waisaki Naholo. Waisaki Naholo. Waisaki Naholo. Simon, $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way. Stay tuned because the Shake Sharrock is coming up after 7 o'clock, mate. Congratulations. Well done. Have a good day, mate. Cheers, boys. Same to you. Thank you. There he is, Simon. See, it's just all about timing. Unless you get off to a flying start. You can get guard, but if not, give us a call and try and get
get down lower on the page on the call list and you'll come through like Simon. Just snatch it up. There's a few question, uh, answers coming through about our can't wait question of the day. There's Cameron Brown, 12 Ironman NZ titles. He's a hard bugger. Yes, Brett? Cause he Brett. He's back. Why are you giving us a call? Why? Well, he missed your voice. Those tones. Hope you're well, man, and great to have you back. And then fool the power, Taylor, for darts. Yes, he's dominated for years and years. So that's a great one, the darts player, Phil Taylor. Love it, love it. If you've got any more, keep them coming through. Can you name another athlete or team who has dominated a single venue to that degree? Talking about Novak Djokovic. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with a little love racing update. Waisaki starting to get into the clear and charge now. We've got Bluey's chance. Sergeant Blast over on the outside. Wider out Waisaki starting to wind up. Tiago Calabun back in behind these as they work on down Bluey's chance. Waisaki's finishing hard, the favourite. He's coming quickly now. He's going to win the big back. And Waisaki, a favourite. he is back to hopefully go bang, bang. And the one that knows how to go bang, bang. Is our next guest, Al Shake Sharok. How you doing, the Shake? More morning is yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Just sitting there and watching the traffic go down the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit early for you, Al. Yeah, you actually got me out of bed. I'm, me and Emma were just having a little rest, is, and you've uh, you've interrupted that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, We appreciate it, mate. We appreciate your time as always, Al. But you're up, obviously up there for a reason. Got your eye on a few, mate. Got your eye on a few at the sales. What are we? What yeah, are we getting cheers in? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We, I've got a couple of clients who want to spend a bit of money, so it's it's not Russian roulette. You got to do your homework. So it's the first time we've come up to. Go around the whole lot at the compound and do everything possible to find the next good horse, you know. So, uh, busy time for us. Yeah, it is a busy time for you, Alex. Kempi here, mate. Um, just just let us know why the Wellington Cup um, is a race you love to target. Oh, I just, I, I really like my stayers, mate. The more thought goes into it, more uh, groundwork, and it's a challenge to train two mile horses. I, I don't know, I just. I like that side of training horses. You've just got to be a little bit more accurate. You can uh, play the long game, and I enjoy the challenge, you know. We've had a message come through, mate, from Rick. Sharrick, yeah. uh, a shake, Sharrock, trifecta, yeah. power play in Wellington Cup. Chances? Oh, mate, it'd be a big thrill, but I wouldn't say I'm out of it, is he? Um, yeah. The two Z horses, namely Ladies Man, they named that after you, as I suppose, and, and Waisaki. South <laughs> um, Road's a good chance, too. You know, he's going to get two miles, but he probably lacks the class of the top two, you know? Yeah, they, okay. mate, let's, let's just hope that Paulie Mawadi's got some news for us today because we've asked for that power play out. Um, talk us about Waisaki, though. He's the second favourite with a far more suitable weight, and you've got O on it, Opie Bossum. Uh, on the back, can he become a two-time champ, do you think? Or is it too hard to get past ladies' men? No, I think it's going to be hard for, for the old boy to get past the young horse, but he's peaking at the right time. Opie's a legend. Opie's enjoyed the fact that it's gone up half a kilo, so he'll ride the weight. <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, his work yesterday, they all had a, a, a sound gallop, all three together yesterday, and they all worked enormous. Um, probably the horse that recovered the best was Waisaki. He didn't blow much, so 
I think I've got him exactly where I want him, and it's uh, you know the staff, the the rehab we did with him is tendon seems 100. percent It's hard to get him back from tendon injuries, and we've done it. So um, touch wood, he can do the job. Well, mate, as a trainer uh, of these uh, great horses, you would have been able to visualise the race panning out for you. Well, how do you? How does the race need to pan out for for your three horses to have a really solid chance? Yeah, it's a two-mile race is a landmine because uh, probably at the 600, half of them put the white flag because they can't run the distance. And I've always said to my riders, it's it's from there on in, you've got to start looking at Cleary and not bookings because uh, they'll be coming back in your face pretty quick, the tired ones. So the boys I've got on are all capable or, or probably the best, some of the best riders in New Zealand. So... Um, as long as they can look ahead like Ben in traffic and put the brake on and get out at the right time, you should get the job done. I, my boys aren't lacking in fitness. They'll be spot on. So um, they're going to find the line, is he? Our ladies' man, um, he's been the bully for a while now. He opened at six bucks. He's nowhere near that. You've had some success with his family before too, haven't you? Yeah, and I got the $6, Kempi. I was one of the first off, so that was great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, his, his half-sister won a won an Auckland Cup, and she was by uh, Dylan Thomas. This horse is by Zed. You'd say he's got more staying pedigree in his veins, um, and he just finds the line. He's, he's, he's a tough horse. He's actually, last two starts, he's raced with issues and overcome them. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a tough horse. When you when you jump up another twelve hundred meters, you know you, you're going a three two, and that's where the Melbourne Cups run it. And, and the difference, what is the difference? And obviously the distance, but to give yourself a chance, to give itself a chance, is it the riding? Yeah. You know, is it, what's it, what's the difference here? I, I, I think it, the groundwork you do as a trainer is he, you know what I mean? They, they've got to they've got to relax, they've got to breathe. But it's the last twelve hundred that the hurting starts and. You know, if you've done the groundwork, they should get over the pain barrier, you know, and that's what I've tried with my stayers to get them that fit that they can get through the pain barrier because it starts hurting at some stage. Not that Kempy's ever been to that pain barrier, is he? But uh, <laughs> some of us have, you know? yeah. Hey, Al, talking about pain, mate, you've got a ginger who's running the, 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 the racing game now and we've just had one being um, put in place here running, running the country. Do you think the country's in good hands with those two? Yeah, I think so, matey. Brother Bull, he's got the job ahead of him, I can, I can tell you. I'd, I'd rather be where we are than in his position. But he seems to be handling it, mate. Yeah, I think it will age him, but, um, you know, it was his call, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, hey, just before we let you go, what sort of business will you be looking to do at Karakao with, with, um, with your view of these young ones going around, are you looking to snap up a couple of good boys or are you just going to spend plenty? Oh, I've got a couple of boys that want to spend quite a bit of money on fillies, um, but we will probably grab three or four to syndicate again like we did last year. They they got syndicated pretty quickly on the back of our strike rate and the way we're going, so we might keep that rolling. Um, but, you know, it's about finding the next good one, isn't it? It's, that's the, the art of the game and that's the challenge too and that's another thing I enjoy is finding those horses and you don't always have to pay the biggest price you just got to be accurate enough to work out what you want you got to have the eye, eh Al Sharrock? you got the eye brother and talk to me about this we're, we're going to have Richie Maunga on uh, After 8 and obviously the Maunga 
horse was named after him. Was there some? Was it was it named after Waisaki Nahula? Obviously, or does he get a, yeah, a share well, in the horse too, mate? <laughs> no, Waisaki was playing for Taranaki and he flew. And, and uh, this horse, obviously, everyone knows what type of horse he is. Um, and and the boys named him that, and and he sort of got a cult following the big fella. So um, I don't think uh, he was ever going to be a sprinter, Waisaki. He's bred to stay, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a bit of a favourite, mate. I don't know if that makes sense because Waisaki was a sprinter. He definitely wasn't a stayer, mate. He was at the back of that Bronco. So uh, I don't know where you go with that. (laughs) Hey, appreciate it, brother. Appreciate your time and good luck this weekend, man. You got three solid chances, and uh, we're right here, right behind you here on SCNZ. Thanks for your time, the ball. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Shake Shirok. Three genuine chances in the big race on the weekend. South Road. South Road's a good horse. I remember it won a couple of solid races last year, and I couldn't believe I didn't back it, and Kempe did. He didn't want to tell us. But he's got three solid ladies' mans to lose, isn't it? Oh, it is. And he's, he said that. He said ladies' man. And, you know, he's talked about Wasaki coming back from that tendon injury. Um, South Road, mate, be those boys – the, the Stanley boys, they also got Seamus. They're, they're on a roll, mate. Everything they touch with their share, it turns to gold. So uh, I know what I'm doing this weekend on the Wellington Cup. I'm having that power play that Paulie Mawadi's going to give us later on this morning because I uh, you know, look at the field, mate. If you look at the form, I think Al's he'll, – he'll run, he'll run real close the top, though, in the top three, those horses. I think. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm going to have a wee look at that one. Have a wee look at that one and box up a wee trifecta there. Uh, that will be a party to boot if he gets to one, two, and three. Imagine the shake just sitting there on the sidelines on the on the, on the track side and just really uh, enjoying himself. He's going to the Cracker Sales, and you've both been there. You both would have been to the Cracker Sales. I've never been. Um, I was hoping to, to get along if we sold Pungle and get another one, but we didn't. Um, what are they like? Yeah, is it an enjoyable time? Good fun. Hey, Louie, we're there on Monday. Yeah, yeah, we are. That's right. I didn't get invited. Well, you didn't sell pole. <laughs> you, you're broke, mate. You got no money in those pockets. <laughs> you need yeah, plenty. It is a good. It's a good day, hey, Louie. It's a nice setup, mate. You see all the trainers there. You, you go and talk to them. You watch what they're. they're it's like us preparing for a game. You know what I mean? Like when you're preparing for a game, they're really focused. It's a waste of time trying to talk to Alan, to be honest. Yeah, it is. The, the trainers, they, well, they all cruise around. I mean, it depends. If you catch them after they buy a nice horse, they'll be in the uh, Trelawney tent or the Waikato stud tent or the little Avondale tent. Yeah, we've, got a few, we've got a few to get through. We do. It's a, it's a bar crawl. It's a pub crawl. It's a, it's, a big, it's a big day out there. I'm going to be there on Saturday with the good oil, actually. We're doing our show from there on Saturday. They've got a welcome party, New Zealand Bloodstock. Um, so we're going to be there doing the show, Stephen McKee, Clayton, and myself. So looking forward to that. And on your, your, your multi, your power play you want, well, it's up. So you can do a, a DIY power play for the Wellington Cup. So if you take South Road to run on the top five, Waisaki to run on the top five, and Ladies Man to win, you're getting $11.62. Whoa. Oh, that is good money. How good. That is good money. Love it, love it. Might have to put uh, Diva Dynasty into that little power play there, Louis. Eh? 
That'll get me paid today. Four dollars and eleven dollars. Oof, juicy, juicy. Just quickly, Louis, before we let you go, if I get paid, you filly, what's it going on there? Yes, she. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she has had a, had a few setbacks. And I laugh because you hear it all in racing, as you know. Oh. You get and it's it's just it's a game that you got to be patient. It's the great game. And this is what I mean, like when you slag a horse, you don't know what it's taken to get it to the races. So after a lot of foot, a, a really gnarly foot injury, she's been working and they finally got her back. Mark Walker's done really good work with her. And uh, she was going to the trials and the pony that leads the horse around to the trials kicked her. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've heard it all now. Yeah. Um, like the, the the horse, the pony that's meant to keep the horse quiet is dead yeah. around and giving put her, her out. And she, so she's, <laughs> but she's, so I've, I, it's funny, I was messaging Baz because Baz is like the great victim, right? Like he's heard it all. I was like, he's like, he, even he was like, oh no. <laughs> he was like, come on. So, um, but she's going back to the trials soon and she'll be at the races soon enough. And she's working well and she looks like a different oh. horse. So she, we'll get her back. We'll get her back going. The horse game, eh? Isn't it great? Something like that happening out of your control and the horse has been impacted. Look, I hope to see it racing. I know. I watched a couple of his trials and it's a couple of races a while, but he hasn't raced for a while. So hopefully he can get back. And uh, a little update, Pungle's, yeah, trialling 13th and hopefully going to race on the 18th. So good to get the horses back out there. They've had a well-earned break and probably a bit too much of a break to come back and it was a little bit slow and wasn't running properly. So I hear you and I feel you. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Yes, here we go. Our first More Than An Athlete episode for 2023. You know him well on the field, the sparkling step, twinkly toes, elite execution of the gun. First five, that is Richie Moonga. But Richie has a big heart, and tomorrow off the field, the whole Crusaders organisation are putting rugby to the side to do something very important for their community. Led by Academy Manager Aaron Webb, the Crusaders will embark on the long run which will start from 6am and will run a baton 153 times around rugby at Malvern Park. The number represents 153 Kiwi kids who are diagnosed with cancer in Aotearoa each year. And while partnering with Child Cancer Foundation, this community event will raise some much-needed funds for the great cause. Richie Moe is with us on the line now, mid-pre-season grind. Morning, Richie. How you doing, bud? Morning, brothers. Morning, Daggy. Morning, a morning, yes. mate. Great to have you on the show. Just quickly, mate, tomorrow's a big day, and uh, I've seen you back in it. You're obviously a huge advocate for, for child cancer. And before we get on to what you were able to raise through that great horse, Moonga, tomorrow, mate, tell us what it entails. Yeah, so um, the Crusaders and child, can- uh, child Cancer Foundation have teamed up, um, led by our Academy Manager, Aaron Webb, so we'll run 153 laps around uh, Melbourne and Rugby Park. Um, yeah, as you said, to represent 153 kids diagnosed every year, um, Kiwi kids with cancer. So uh, it's just an awesome opportunity for uh, the community, uh, the Crusader boys, 
Protected Foundation to get together um, and to support an awesome cause. You know, kids are kids are very special to us, and those with kids, uh, we know uh, how much we love to protect our children and you know, anything we'll do for them. So it's an awesome chance for us to get behind and, and support Child Cancer Foundation and the awesome work that they do uh, every year uh, to help families. Um, support them one-on-one, uh, emotionally, practical, financial support uh, every step of the way. So I think it's an awesome cause. And if you can, uh, text Crusaders to 3457 uh, to donate $3. So it will be a huge help. 2457. That's the number? 3457. Three, three, four, three, four, three, four, yeah. it's, it's on its way. It's on its way, Richie. Hey, morning, Bo. Nice to talk to you. Um, mate, how special is that man, Webby? He's a special character, man. He um, hasn't played hasn't played for the Crusaders, but being in the Crusaders environment, he you know he epitomises what what it's, what we stand for, what we want to do as, as people and as a team. All those values he he shows every day, and, and to be a leader of an awesome academy that we have here in Crusaders, um, he's leading the way and showing us you know how to lead and what it means to be a Crusader on and off the field. Uh, he's an absolute champion, Webby. He obviously completed a hell of a day. 12 hours, I think it was, running around Rugby Park in Melbourne Park last year. So this ain't his first time. But you're a Christchurch lad. Can you explain why having such a deep connection with the community and being more than a rugby team is so important to Canterbury and the Crusaders? Yeah, bro, I'm from Christchurch, so I bleed red and black. And even from an early age... Um, I felt that connection with the team, the Crusaders, without even playing for them. Um, because of the work they've done in the community, um, because of what they stand for as a team, uh, you can see that um, the last 10, 20 minutes on the, on the field, what they're able to do, and the care that they're able to show uh, for each other. Uh, and for us as Crusaders now, we, wanna, we want that to continue. We want that legacy to continue. So we're just more than a rugby team. We want to reach out to people, have that connection with the community. Uh, but we have the chance and we have the, you know, the ability to make a difference off the field. And I think that's, that's a really important thing that we have to do and continue to do as Crusaders. Yeah, man, that, uh, that's dead right, Richie. I was looking at the uh, the Crusaders page this morning. What a, what a fantastic cause. We be, we be, um, started last year and you guys all following that up this year. Uh, this isn't the first time, though, that you've supported Child Cancer and the Foundation. And just remind us of that journey with Moonga, the racehorse, mate, what, um, and what you what you did as far as providing some, I guess, some much important funds for that great cause as well. Yeah, for me, having uh, been an ambassador for Child Cancer Foundation is an awesome way for me to, you know, to be out in the community and to show love to kids. Uh, Dad, you know, is I'm an uncle of about 15, and <laughs> even when I was a, even when I was a kid, I, I was surrounded by kids. So my love for kids was huge, um, and I was able to have a chance to be part of an awesome horse, Moonga, um, and have 10 percent share in that. And, and sort of any race that won, any money that made 10 percent would go to Child Cancer Foundation, which was. People say, you know, that, that that's huge, that's uh, awesome work, but for me, it's it's nothing, you know. Mm. Child Cancer Foundation, they, they need to raise at least $6 million a year to provide, mm. you know, their vital support services. So 
um, when you see and you go in to chalk in the foundation and hospitals and see the work that they should do, that's when it becomes clear that the support is, is needed. And it's thanks to Kiwis every year and, and their big hearts and their donations that a foundation like this can keep running and giving awesome support to, to the kids of, of New Zealand. Well, no one's got a bigger heart than yourself, Richie. You're, you're an absolute champion man. And Moonga won $2.8 uh, million in prize money. So $280,000 will be going wow. to Child Cancer Foundation and has gone to Child Cancer Foundation. So yeah. when you think of, of that number, obviously $6 is a huge number, but you must be extremely proud to be able to just you know give your little 10% here and there, and, and and can you just give us a little inkling of what that money will go towards to help these families and these parents when and these kids what they're going through? Yeah, so when kids are diagnosed with cancer and they come through Child Cancer Foundation, um, you know, it's ensuring that parents are able to come and support their children um, and, and see their kid or their child go through uh, what they need to go through, but being there with them every step of the way. Uh, as I said, it's it's emotional support. It's making sure that they have family members being able to be here, and when they are here, um, that they've been housed and they have uh, a roof over their head. Um, as we know, the children go through a heck of a lot, but their family members do as well. And it's making sure that we look after their family members and let them then do things outside. Um, you know, taking their kids out. Uh, whether it's taking them mini golf or things that they're able to do, it's just a huge thing that Child Cancer Foundation put huge emphasis on and making sure that families are there to support and they take them away and they can bring them back and, you know, everyone sort of feels their love, especially the children. Oh, mate, you're putting smiles on people's faces and another way you do that is the way you play and you're well into a pre-season. The other day I saw you doing a Bronco. Yes, you're on your hands and knees, but you still could breathe, mate. How was the Bronco? What were the numbers? Oh, man, it was it was tough, bro. It was, it was grueling. It's, it's something, as you know, Diggy, um, you can train as much as you want for it, but come Bronco day, come, come the morning of a Bronco, there's butterflies in your stomach, um, you know, thoughts racing through your head, your heart's racing, uh, and it's just something you, you just don't like, but you got to get through it. And, yep. you know, I'm not sure, maybe, maybe you, you probably did one or two, maybe, throughout your whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, I did plenty, mate, but as I got on, I had a, I had a, I had a thorn knee, thorn knee, so I had to pull out of... of <laughs> well, what'd you hit? What was your number? Uh, I got uh, four thirty-five for my Bronco. Ooh, Ooh that's a pass. Um, which was like, which was like, man, that. I had the time, and I was like, man, that's that's pretty hissing. That, that's not bad. <laughs> and then when you hear, <laughs> and then and then when you hear, and then when you hear of, of Damien and Geordie Barrett get four twenty, you're like, hell. <laughs> Is that, is that hell or how? It was it was both. It was hell, hell. <laughs> oh, um, oh, that's gold. That's gold, mate. It was, oh, no, uh, that's it. It was it was challenging, um, but obviously, as I just said, you got boys that are just flying. Um, yeah. But the boys are all the boys are really fit. Uh, came back in good nick, so. Um, yeah, it's a good foundation set, and then as you know now, we sort of pick up rugby ball and 
start our skills, start our, our team training, 15 on 15, and just, you know, I think it was just about 30 days before the first game against Chiefs, so um, still a bit of time, but a, a lot of work to be done. Yeah, new couple of new faces in the mix too, uh, Richie. How's it how's it looking? What's the team looking like down there? Yeah, yesterday was our first day, so it's really getting to know some of the new lads. But um, as you know, Razor and the, and the team, Scott Hanson and somebody Allison has have been putting on a good preseason for the lads, and I think it's not it's not getting too excited too early. There's there's a lot of time before first game, so. Working on little things of our game that will, will set us up well for a, a big season. Yeah, the big season ahead. And you never, you're one that doesn't like to look too far ahead, but you got a big year. Just talk to us about that, that decision to, to head overseas. Would have been a difficult one. You're only a young fella, but you've got a beautiful young family that uh, you know I know you, you love so much. What, was it a hard decision, mate? It, it was tough. Uh, big years, you know, like I'm from Christchurch, um, I've been very blessed in not having to move much for footy or, or at all. Yep. Um, so, so things are very, I'd say, comfortable for me here, being able to play for Crusaders and Bearline to Canterbury and when I get the opportunity to put a black jersey on. So it works really well with my family here, my wife's family here. Um, but just with the ages that my kids are at and where my family's at, I really think we're ready for another challenge, you know, a different pace, things that will, will bring my family closer together and share a new, share a new journey, experiences, um, and also for my footy to, to see something different as I've been here in New Zealand for, for a little bit. Can I, I want to... Can I have a loan? Can I have a loan? Rugby. <laughs> <laughs> well, was that, brother? Can I have a loan or chances? A loan? Well, I got... Hey, I'm not on the I'm not on the books yet, bro. But um, <laughs> not on the books yet. Uh, um, my mind, my heart, and my money it was all here in New Zealand. So. <laughs> Nice, Richie. Hey, Richie, uh, you obviously come from a, a whānau too that supports rugby league. Was NRL ever across your uh, radar? Um, bro, I wanted to play league uh, when I was in school. Like I had older brothers that played league, and I watched him play for. Um, you know, in the crushes comp here, and they did pay a bit for Canterbury Bulls. Uh, but my brothers just were like, nah, you're not playing league. You're sticking to footy. Um, you're going to go play for 15 and, and then carry on through to the Canterbury Crusaders. So, so they were the ones that sort of just kept me in rugby union, really, um, uh, which I'm really grateful for them. Doing yeah, so. you would have been a fit. You would have been a fantastic league player. Just quickly, the tackle height over in the north, you wouldn't have had a problem with that, eh, with your height? <laughs> I, wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem because I don't, I don't even make tackles, Biggie. I don't know if you... I, I hardly get a shoulder on, so I'm actually not too bad. <laughs> oh, it'll be interesting Mate, honestly, we appreciate your time uh, You're an absolute champion And we love what you're doing For Child Cancer Foundation And just quickly, tomorrow, Melvin Park If you want to make a special donation Text Crusaders to 3457 6 million a year they need to raise To help these uh, beautiful kids and their families Get through the difficult time Richie Moonga, thank you so much mate And uh, all the best for the year ahead Thank you, brother. Thanks, Gibby. Cheers, mate. There he is. He's a, he's a bloody good bloke. Love him. Love him to bits. And uh, that was a uh, part of our show that was brought to you 
um, by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. It doesn't get any better than that, Richie Moonga. And, and that's what we love, bringing you. Everyone knows the athlete and the impact they have on the field, but it's off the field, Kempi, where they make probably their biggest Im- impact in life. And the, and the passion too, especially uh, it, was, it was difficult hearing you know, talking about what parents go through with their children, especially when they, they have cancer and they've got to go, I guess, and try and make ends meet, find places to stay. Richie Moonga, that's 10%, 2, 2.8 million of that, um, that 280,000 going towards helping those whānau uh, find a bed and find activities and just support their, their children. Look, if, you, if you're down in Christchurch tomorrow, just you don't have to run. You can go and walk. You can grab a bike, grab a skateboard, you know, take your kids, hold their hands, take them out there. What a cause. And like, as he said, 3457, uh, three, text that Crusaders uh, and get your $3 donation down there. It's real easy. Get on your mobile on right now. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. So what in fact is a CBA, otherwise known as the Collective Bargaining Agreement? It is simply that, an agreement between parties who collectively decide what is best for both, and which sometimes includes the ability to bargain for one policy over or another. The NRL now faces a major hurdle, first and foremost for not understanding that a collective actually means both parties. It has therefore earned the rebuttal of its proposal from players simply because of the NRL's decision not to be inclusive. Without inclusivity, there is no permission to confirm a collective bargaining agreement. CBAs are not new. If you look at the NFL, for instance, players have 48.8% of growth revenues ascertained through a collective agreement. Significant income that doesn't just go towards players' salaries, but also pre- and post-career outcomes, insurances, and wellbeing programs as well as hardship funds. In my entire 14 years as a pro footballer, and in my 30 years in the game, not once have I benefited uh, benefited from a CBA. And therein lies the reason I support the current player's stance of calling out the NRL. The NRL has not respected the CBA, nor has it included a democratic process in decision making. This prevents players from voting on and recommending policies that best suit the key player in the agreement. Players! not the NRL. So where to from here? Players should walk the talk if they are serious about making a stand against dictatorship. Honouring the CBA starts with inclusion and voting rights and agreements. Very simple. It doesn't work when the NRL arbitrarily decides who gets what and announces their decisions without even talking to the main stakeholders, the players. I think that's called an NBA, a non-bargaining agreement. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. It's interesting, Kempi. Will they make the stand? Like there obviously words are coming out, and without no product, there is nothing. And there is no money. Broadcasting rights will go out the door, and we know the major factor and the financial implications that will have on the NRL. Do, do you see this getting worse and worse? And what are the what's the messaging out of Volandis? Is he listening? Well, that's or is the problem. He not listening. Yeah, like, that, I'm getting an understanding. They're not listening. Yeah, that's the problem. He's uh, look. If you go back to the old union days, it's a, it's a you know a bit of a, a sit and wait type scenario where well let's let's sit, who let's who's going to crumble first. You know what I mean? It's like um, the poker face. Let's 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 see who gives in um, to the weaker hand. You know, I'm going to bluff you out. So, I think you know, I've been looking at it all week, and you get a really good. 
um, I guess, media coverage in Australia, especially around the CBA. And I've got to say, I've, I've, I've got to say, 80% of the players, 90% of the players are saying we're out. So don't call our bluff. And uh, Kurt Cape will come out up in um, Brisbane, who's now a senior player, and he's basically come out and called Volandis out. So I personally, I think that, um, you know, it's unfortunate. The, the If they do go on strike, that means the Indigenous game here in Rotorua probably won't go ahead. That's going to be the catalyst. So we'll know b- b- uh, before the 11th of February. Um, and I think they've got a really good reason too. You know, look, if you listen to the woman, for instance, they're saying, we mm. don't even know if we're playing next year, so we can't even hit the training paddock. We've got no insurances. They're telling us to pay our insurance. Uh, it's an absolute mess. So hopefully the Players Association, Clint Newton, uh, Jack Newton's son, uh, the great golfer um, from Newcastle, his, uh, his son Clint Newton's the boss of the, the Players Association. Hopefully you can sort that out and uh, we can, I, I guess, kick off the season starting here at Rotorua with this fantastic game between the Indigenous and the Māori. Well, I've just done a bit of reading. What happens if there is a strike? There's, this is obviously the worst case scenario for all involved, particularly then our games would be cancelled for an indefinite period of time. Revenue from broadcaster and ticket sales, among other streams, would dry up. It would be a public relations disaster. One possibility raised this week was an offer from USA Championship Rugby League to pause its season and come in as an alternative labour if required. The NRL has not commented on that option. The USA Championship League side to come in as an alternative. That is scratching, isn't it? Honestly, I've read that and I started to laugh. I started to seriously. I played the USA. Um, I'm not saying that they can't play rugby league or play sport, but yeah. mate, that's it's like. Let me tell you, it's like the it's like the Phoenix coming to play NRL. Mm. It's it is just so far out. It's so far out of the out of the spectrum. And I just started to laugh when I read that. So, well, the the benefit for those guys is they all just want to get paid. You know what I mean? So, I th- look. I think personally, I think it'll get sorted out. Um, they they can't be too Has far. To. They can't, they can't be that. too far away from an agreement. the 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 problem was that they never discussed the agreement. You know what I mean? If they had discussed the agreement before they had gone public, I'm pretty sure they would have sorted it out. Well, there you go. Kempi's off the back fence regarding the CBA collective bargaining agreement in the NRL. We're at a standstill, and. Uh, well, talks and there's a bit of tension going through, so let us know. Double eight, double three. What's your stance on it? Should the players just suck it up and move on forward, or the NRL have they got to just come to the party and start paying these players? And then the NRLW, wow, from what I'm hearing from you, Kempi, and doing a little bit of reading, then they've got nothing. They don't even know if they've got training week in, week out, and no insurance for health, injuries, no cover. So you need to look after both parties. Love it, mate. Let us know. Double eight, double three on the temper bedpost text machine. There's a few messages there. I'll get to those shortly. But we're going to come back with uh, headlines with Louis. Before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future.